Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Will Andronico. Boston has been sunny and hot lately with temperatures reaching the low 90s. Today, temperatures are expected to be more temperate with a high of 79 degrees in the city among mild rain showers across the city. Saturday's high temperature is an estimated 84 degrees with scattered thunderstorms midday. Christina Melhorn is here now to report on Boston University's involvement in a recent lawsuit. Boston University says it will join an amicus brief in a lawsuit against new federal guidance on student visas. Earlier this week, Harvard and MIT brought a lawsuit against the new Immigration and Customs Enforcement Policy, asking the court to stop the rule from going into effect. In addition to joining the amicus brief, BU's President Robert Brown has asked BU officials and BU lawyers to provide evidence to Massachusetts Attorney General Moira Healey, who is filing a lawsuit in U.S. District Court. The university is also working with the Massachusetts congressional delegation to take action at this time. In support of the international students at BU, Brown wrote a letter to Acting Secretary of Homeland Security Chad Wolf asking for the policy to be withdrawn, saying that BU's international students push the boundaries of scientific and artistic discovery, enriching our society in the process, and that the challenges faced by these students during this time are deeply troubling and misguided. In a joint letter to BU's international students from Dr. Jean Morrison and Willis Wang, the university expressed its opposition to the new guidelines, writing that it will continue to pursue all possible ways to limit its impact on BU and its student body. In a separate letter, Brown wrote that he hopes administration will do all it can to give our international students the full range of learning options in this time of unprecedented uncertainty for everyone. BU's International Students and Scholars Office has created a webpage that will provide students with updates as the university receives more information. In Western Massachusetts, I'm Christina Malhorn for WTBU News. Joining us now is Grace Ramey with a report out of Quincy, Massachusetts. An injured man was rescued from the Quincy Quarries Reservation yesterday, two days after he took a 40-foot fall off a cliff and became trapped next to a water basin. A hiker called for help yesterday after hearing moans while walking through the trails of the reservations around 10 a.m., Quincy Fire Department Deputy Fire Chief Tim Burchill said yesterday. He added that Quincy firefighters rescued the man who was found with extensive injuries and is believed to be homeless. The man narrowly missed the water inside of the basin and fell onto the rocks beside it, according to the fire department. He appeared conscious this morning and responsive to questions, but was not able to move well. The fire department statement released said that the man was lucky to be alive and to have been found by a hiker, as accidents in the quarries are most common among groups of adolescents jumping into the water. That's Grace Ramey for WTBU News. And now we'll head over to Hannah Yoshinaga for a story involving President Donald Trump and the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled on Thursday that President Trump cannot block a Manhattan prosecutor from accessing his tax returns. In an additional ruling, the court determined that congressional investigators cannot access most of those financial records, stalling investigations into Trump by three House committees. Both decisions were settled 7-2, with Justices Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito dissenting. Subpoenas of Trump's records were first issued as part of an investigation into his payments during the 2016 presidential election, which Trump has refused to cooperate with. Trump's attorneys argue that he is immune from grand jury investigations into possible criminal conduct while serving as president, although multiple justices stated that sitting presidents can be investigated if there is a reason to believe they have committed a crime. 
The legal battle over the subpoenas will move back to lower courts, where Trump's legal team can continue to try to block investigators from viewing them. It will take several months of additional litigation to force Trump to release his records if he has to do so at all, meaning that criminal charges cannot be brought against him prior to the 2020 presidential election. In Orange, California, I'm Hannah Yoshinaga for WTVU News. Next, a Starbucks story from Audrey Porter. On Thursday, Starbucks announced that beginning on July 15th, all customers will be required to wear face coverings in all of its 9,000 company-owned U.S. locations. Customers who do not wear face masks will have the option to order via drive through curbside pickup, or through the Starbucks Delivers app. This news comes as the number of coronavirus cases continue to increase throughout the United States. Starbucks released in a statement that the company is committed to playing a role in helping public health and government officials as they work to stop the spread of COVID-19. While there is currently no nationwide mandate to wear a face covering in public, the CDC states that everyone should wear a cloth face cover in public as masks help to protect other people from a person who does not show symptoms of the virus. Approximately 20 states and Washington, D.C. have statewide mandates to wear masks. In Richfield, Connecticut, I'm Audrey Porter for WTBU News. And finally, from Victoria Popovska, a report of targeted vandalism out of Slovenia. On the night of July 4th, a wooden sculpture of Melania Trump, the U.S. First Lady, was torched near her hometown in Sevnica, Slovenia. On Thursday, the artist of the statue, Berlin-based American artist Brad Downey, said that he had the blackened, disfigured sculpture removed as soon as he was informed of the incident on July 5th. Downey stated that the meaning behind the figure of Melania Trump was to generate dialogue on the U.S. political situation. He wanted to highlight the fact that the First Lady is an immigrant, but her husband, the U.S. President Trump, is heavily in favor of reducing immigration. The statue was unveiled a year ago on July 5th. Police spokeswoman Alenka Drenik said that there is currently an ongoing investigation on the vandalism case. In Montville, New Jersey, I'm Victoria Popovska for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTB Radio. On behalf of Megan Gregoire, Gabby Lopez, Evan Jimenez, and Grace Ferguson, I'm Will Andronico reporting from outside of Worcester, Massachusetts for WTBU News.